Welcome to Culture Bias, where we discuss everything in the culture for the culture. I go by the name of Shiz Penn. HP's very young. Oh, kiss it. Episode what? 13. 13. 13. We at 13, man. We're moving up in the world. We're moving up in the world. We got we have a very special guest in the room today. Before we introduce our guest, though, uh, Culture Bias need our listeners to do a few things. I'm tired of receiving the text, how much you appreciate the show. I'm going to need you to uh, open up your phone, rate, re- review, subscribe. Like, how many times we got to tell people that? Yeah, <laughs> it doesn't really help us by you sending me the text saying, yo, I appreciate you, bro. That was a good episode. I really need you to drop that on uh, iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, whatever you listen to it on. Um, like, leave a comment. Please. And tomorrow, retweet, repost, send it out to all your friends, your ex, your baby mom. Um, yeah, long need- as your child support up to date. Don't bother if your child support not up to date. <laughs> we need all that love. Absolutely. But uh, for the month of January, we've been giving you guys some great tips. We had some guests on here. Today we have a brother of mine. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about real estate today, yes, financing, all the gems, the do's and don'ts. So if you're looking to be an investor, first-time home buyer, um, this guy right here has been in the game for years. Not a guru, but he's seen it all. Welcome to the show. Rod from Flip Funded. Thank you, thank you, thank you for having me, Shiz. How you feeling today, oh, guys? Over there. I'm feeling great, man. Thanks for having me. It's a pleasure. It's a pleasure, man. It's, um, a, pleasure. it's a pleasure for us. Definitely, definitely. Cause Likewise. You know, our goal is to push the culture forward, and you have a lot of experience in this industry that uh, has become very popular over the last few years. So if we can start with you talking a little bit about how you got your start in real estate. All right. Um, You want the real story? Yeah, give me the real story. (laughs) All right. Well, um, it's my first time really discussing, like, my real real entry into the real estate industry. So, um, like Sean said, my name's Rod, you know, um, from Flip Funding. We do hard money finance and soft money as well nationwide for real estate investors. So basically, if you're a real estate investor, um, whether you purchase fix and flips, you know, rental properties, uh, new construction, we have financing for you. Um, I've been investing in real estate for about 10 years now, since 2008, 2009, like when the market crashed. Um, prior to that, um, I started, well, my whole backstory. Um, man, man, we went to school together and yeah, everything. Yeah, we, we go way back. Yeah, we, we go, go back way back. Pups. Way back, yeah. You know, so I went to IEP together? No, no. this high school yeah, wow. before that. We, yeah, yeah, so it's yeah. before high school. Middle school, yeah. yeah, we go way back. Yeah. That's what's up. You know, I actually knew his brother first, his little brother B. You know what oh, I mean? We was in B middle first. school together, yeah, yeah. And um, started Fleischer and stuff. But um, Wait, what, what, what middle school y'all went to? Started Fleischer. Oh, yeah. Started Fleischer. What was that? 13th and what? Green or Wallace. Green, Wallace, or yeah. whatever. Okay. Yeah, North Philly. I was in the North, wrong Y'all was in North, North. Yeah, North, North. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Up the street from the project. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so, like, all right, my, coming up, you know, I, I was always, like, um, kind of playing both sides of the field, I would say. You know what I mean? Like, I was in the streets and everything, did everything, you know, those things in the streets, but I also kept a job, too. Like, you know what I mean? So, 
since I was a kid, I always told myself that I was going to be successful. You know what I mean? One way or another. You know, I hope for it to be the right way. (laughs) But, you know, I said one way or another. Sometimes you got to take a little chance here and there. Right. You know what I mean? Especially, you know, when you come from where we come from. And, and, you know, you have have certain things that you're seeing on a daily basis. You know what I mean? So naturally, a lot of times we fall into those things and hope to make it out. You know? So, um you just never know. So, you know, I always said I wanted to be successful, whether, you know, good, you know, right or wrong, you know, I wanted to be successful. So, like I said, I always was working, always in the streets, trying to find my way. Um, so after high school, I went to Millsville University for business management. Um, didn't really know what type of business I wanted to get into, but I just know I wanted to be in business and, you know, um, in, in some sort of form. I always wanted to come to uh, work or own a business with a suit and things like that. Right. You know, like you see, yeah. on, we see TV. on TV. Right. right. You know, I always You're successful. Inspired. You got a suit. Yeah. yeah, I wanted to travel and everything all the time. So um, that's where I aspired to become. So I went to Millsville University up in, uh, right outside of Lancaster for business management. Um, got out there, fresh out my mom's house. I was acting a fool. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> Partying, doing everything but my work. Ended up getting kicked out. You know what I mean? Hustling, ended up getting kicked out and everything. Um, then I came home working for Apple. I'm working at Applebee's, you know, for like three years. So then I look, I'm like, damn, like, you know, I'm looking up, I'm like 21. I'm like, hold on now, like, I'm still here, Applebee's, you know what I mean? Nothing wrong with that, but I had, you know, aspirations. Yeah, I had aspirations for my life. So I'm like, damn, I gotta, you know, I gotta, uh, I had to reevaluate myself and, you know, kind of get a game plan going. So what I did was, this was actually this around the time when real estate was really popping, like prior to this little rush right here. You know, prior to the crash in 2008, it was I a mean, boom. It was, it was crazy. High. Everything it was, was selling. Like, yeah, I mean, it was some unbelievable profits being made. So it piqued my interest to real estate. But I didn't have money to get into real estate at the time. So I went to school for uh, carpentry um, at Delaware County Community College. I was living in Delaware County at the time. I went to uh, school for carpentry, learned that trade and whatever. And then I started... Um, Doing fixing houses and stuff. Well, I first first thing I was doing was subcontracting for Home Depot, doing doors and windows and stuff. That was sweet. And then, um, you know, so I was I was going around getting business from them, but then I was undercutting them. You know what I mean? Right. And, 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 and coming back, doing the same back, job. Yeah, <laughs> building my clientele and stuff. You know what I mean? So then, um, my brother's my oldest brother's best friend, actually Juice cousin. You know what I mean? Um. He was he was uh working he was he was a contractor and he was doing uh he had contracts for this big time investor in New York and everybody knows people from New York come and invest in Philly because it's so much more affordable than you know the property up there right so and they were taking like this was in Temple area you know so they were taking like warehouses and uh, gutting them out turning them into student housing before people were really doing this stuff you know what I mean yeah. so I saw what he was doing the guy the, the uh, investor from New York and the money he was making. I'm like, well, damn, like, you know, we we doing all the hard work, but he's right. he's the one You're making the all the money. Yeah. So I, I need to be on that side of the, you know, the um the business transaction. Right. So um that's what inspired my my interest in the real estate investing. So around this time, um, you know, I'm doing that stuff, still doing a little stuff on the side. I'm I'm destined to, you know, get into real estate one way right. or another. Again, right. you know what I mean? So I'm saving my money, saving my money. Just so happened. A guy, you know, we were working with was like, you know, I know some guy, he got two properties for sale, ten thousand dollars. I'm like, ten thousand, like, okay, I got that. Like, what's right, up? I covered that like, one. You know what I mean? <laughs> so I'm like, all right, show me the guy. We go to the guy, I see he got the paperwork and everything. Now I don't know nothing about real estate. You're like, you know what I'm saying? I'm thinking, you know, you get a deed, that's a legitimate document that you get from the government or something like right, that. Right. So the guy 
I didn't know nothing about title companies, insurance, or nothing. Like, you know what I mean? I just know this guy had two properties. I got the money. We're going to do a deal. So we meet up. I gave him 10000 and then he gave me the two prop. He gave me the two D's, the keys and everything like that. They abandoned, whatever. So um, I fixed one up. You know, I fixed one up. And this is even, I mean, like I said, during the recession. Like, so that was 2009. I bought my first property um, in West Philly. Great time to buy. Yeah, Great perfect time. time. Perfect time. I still have everything I bought, you know, from then. Okay. Like, you know what I mean? I got them so, so cheap at the deals. Like, I'd be dumb to sell them. Like, you right. know what I mean? The equity right. is there. But, um, so, yeah, I did that. I got the property, fixed it up, and I listed it for sale, even during the recession. And so it, it was under contract within two weeks. So we was uh, planning this closing and everything. So we get to the closing table. They like they asked me for my HUD one. You know, for those who don't know, a HUD is it's basically a settlement statement that shows all the um, fees that's uh that's in the, that uh, all the fees in, that occur for the transaction or whatever. So they asked me for my HUD one. I didn't know what the hell it was. You right. know what I mean? So um, they asked me how I got the property. So I told them. Then right away they referred me to a lawyer. You like, right. you know what I mean? You, you had some problems on your hands. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you know, I had some problems on my hands. I didn't realize it until then. You know what I mean? So I talked to the lawyer, explained the situation to him. Come to find out, it's such a coincidence. He ended up knowing the guy that sold me the property. Okay. Because he was doing pro bono work for a uh, family court, and he was representing the guy's kids um, in family court. And um, so he asked me if I wanted to go sue the guy and all this and that. But I knew the guy. He was a schemer. He was, I mean, that's what he does. I right. know I want to get my money back. Like, you know what I mean? So I'm like, listen, let's just let it go. And, um, you know, it'll be a learning experience. Um, so what I had to do from there, I had to do a quiet title process. Quiet title process is when you actually have to try to find the original owner. Um, but the guy, he knew that the owner was dead. He was doing researches. He saw vacant houses. He doing research. He saw the people was dead. He, he knew nobody wouldn't come. So that's how he was, you know, making his money. That was money. big around that time, too. Yeah. Early, that late was 2000s. Everybody was doing that. He was on heavy schemes, man. Heavy schemes, man. Like, he had properties for days. So like, you know uh, I mean? I'm, a, I'm sure you was able to resolve it at some point. Yeah. Resolve the issue. So you got a clean title. Yeah. Probably had some taxes on it you had to clear up. No, so I didn't have to do anything um, because um, when I when you get the property from a, a quiet title, when you acquire through quiet title, you get free and clear, you get a free and clear title from. Oh. So whatever's old on it, all that gets clear. Okay. Except for taxes, though. Okay. But yeah, but so I did. I did have to pay taxes. That you can't get rid of that. You got to pay the taxes yeah, and yeah. water and stuff like that. Yeah, but all the other debt was gone. All right. So that was your entry into real estate. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That was my entry. So after that, you know, I had to learn everything mm -hmm. after that experience because I almost right. lost everything. Absolutely. Yeah. What you got? Uh. <clears throat> so after that, what was like? What was your learning process like? What was your like next step? Like, did you go like to real estate school or to learn all that stuff? I was doing what. What everybody's doing now. I was looking, you know, I was looking online, looking for the guru to tell me, you know what I mean, to give me the game, you know, right. so I wouldn't learn, so I wouldn't go through Just everything that I went courses. through. Yeah, I done wasted money on all them courses. Oh, man. Like, you know what I mean? I done paid money for <laughs> co coaches and everything. Right. And, you know, honestly, you do need a mentor. Like, you know what I mean? You do need somebody to guide you when you're first getting into this industry because, you, know, you don't know risky. what you don't know. Yeah, you don't know what you don't know. You know yeah. what I mean? And you can be out of the game fastest, you know, fastest. And lose your shirt. Yeah, and lose your shirt. Come in worse <laughs> off than you started, like, for real. Like, it's not a game, y'all. Uh, absolutely. Just because you think you're investing in real estate, you know, don't mean you're going to make a profit. Right. So, you know, you got to make sure you're doing it the right way. You hit on something, kid, because I, I do believe everybody needs a mentor. Um, 
And I think, you know, I think how people go about finding mentors may not be the best way. Like, just, you know, you're a busy guy. Just reaching out via them is like, DM, like, yo, can you be my mentor? It's probably not the way you should go about finding a mentor, right? Yeah. I think, like, if you have a skill set and you provide value to that person you want to be a mentor, it's probably the best way to find a mentor. If you can install doors and your mentor got 36 properties, he's going to need a door. Mm -hmm. You do a door for free, he might give you some time. So I know we see a lot of this on Instagram right now, and this is part of my problem. I'm a little frustrated. Um, where you see people that's making moves in real estate, and you want to, you know, you want to, do what they're doing. Um, these people are busy. That's how they probably got to the point where they are now. You can't just reach out and they DM like, yo, can you be my mentor, bro? Right. Don't really work that way. Right. Um, yeah, it's, it's important to, to have a mentor. I agree with you. So you said you started out, uh, I guess, subcontractor, so you were self-employed. So you've mm -hmm. been self-employed since Applebee's. Yeah, I've been self-employed since I was 22. Actually, my first business outside of the carpentry was with Juice over here. We started the detail shop okay. out in Lansdowne. Yeah. Okay. That's dope. So outside of real estate, you're just figuring out ways, opportunities present themselves. Yeah. Yeah. You go for them. Yeah. Yeah. Calculated. Okay. Calculated opportunities. Absolutely. Absolutely. So at, at this point, what's your, what's your buying strategy in this market? Are you doing more holding, more flipping? What's your current strategy? Well, right now I would do more holding. Um, last year, up until probably about the fall, I was flipping. You know what I mean? But the market took a shift about fall time. You know what I mean? Um, it typically does any time, any any um, any way around this time. Well, not this time. Now we kind of passed that. Um, but around the holiday time, things starting to it's tighten up down. anyway. You know People what I mean? Holding on to all their money. Yeah. yeah. But it was a little deeper than that this time. It wasn't just about the holidays. The market like literally tightened up because there's a shift going on. Like you know, so we think you think of price and reset. I think the market has to reset a little bit. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah. We still at the height right now. Yeah. You know, it, what I mean? it got a little crazy real fast. Definitely, that's why <laughs> you know that's and that's why I say I was flipping. You right. know what I mean? When it's when it's and, and the market's like this, you want to flip. It's not it's not the, you know the time to buy and hold because you know these these values are kind of high. So if you want you can get in and get make some quick money and get out. You want to do that, but you you know you want to hold when properties when the market is slow because you're getting some good deals that you can actually. Get make some, some money. Yeah, some make some money. Yeah, yeah, had okay. an equity in it, and that's how you really make your money. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. That's uh, that's interesting. To say. So, so now is now you just holding still. You just yeah. Okay. Right now, I'm, I'm more or less holding still. Like I said, I'm, you know, I do lending. So right now, I'm you know I'm helping everybody else out there funding everybody else and everything. Build you know, right. but I'm waiting for the market to drop. You know what I mean? I'm with you, man. Yeah. I'm with you. <laughs> yeah. I'm selling everything. Yeah. Get yeah. my hands on cash. Yeah. Because it's coming. It's coming. It's been what? A little over 10 years. Yeah. So, you know. And, you know, people don't realize it's all about, you know, timing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Everything is all about timing. And you got to watch these market trends and be be aware. Keep your eyes open and see what's going on. Like, you know what I mean? Absolutely. Like, just last year, every, it was so much development and stuff going on. But you're going to see it start to tighten up. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think mean? it's already. I think oh, it's yeah. already. <laughs> and it's not going up as fast as it was, you know. I mean, it's some crazy home prices. And, uh, you know, just us growing up in Philly, like some of the neighborhood, you see, I'd be like, damn, they paying that for that? Yeah. It's, it's crazy. Yeah. It's definitely crazy, man. And see, what my you... block, I mean, I grew up on, you know, my block, my, yeah. my, my house, my mom literally bought the house for $1. Like, you know what I'm saying? Right. Back mm -hmm. before I was born. But, you know, they 
gave her a brand new house just so they could push her out and put up brand new houses going for half a million dollars on, the, on my block. That's crazy. That's crazy, yeah. yeah. That's crazy. That's so, a win-win, though. Yeah, it's a win-win. It is yeah. a win-win. It brand new house. Is. Yeah, yeah. She, she not complaining. So for those who don't know, uh, what, would be, what would be the criteria for someone buying a home, like a first-time home buyer? It will all depends on what your goal is. If you want to flip a house or, you know, if you want to rent a property, it well, be too different. I would say uh, a guy like me, I'm a single guy, no kids. Uh, I guess we would like a rental property or something to flip. If I was you, I would um, start out with a duplex. Okay. You're telling me multifamily, yeah. baby. Multifamily is the way to go. If you're okay. going whole, like, really, multifamily is the way to go. Okay. Um, I, when I hold, I have a few single families, but to me, it really don't make sense to hold single families unless you're just holding it in a specific area, waiting for the value to rise. Right. You know what I mean. Other than that, if you could buy a house for a hundred thousand, you might make, you know, four hundred, three hundred dollars. Yeah, yeah, it's three hundred dollars. You know I mean? Let's yeah. just keep it just after the mortgage and everything. Yeah. Okay. But if you get that duplex, a quadplex, or something like that, you know what I mean. Every, you doubling if you got duplex, you got tri- uh, triplex, you tripling, quad, you know you quadrupling so it only makes sense to get a multi-unit right in my perspective you know and so yeah. what i tell oh the, the good thing about him though is where first time home buyer he could come in under the fha three mm-hmm. and a half percent yeah you know after you get a couple you know you start having to go conventional <laughs> number get a little steeper yeah <laughs> that three and a half percent though you find a triplex that. put down three and a half percent you winning yeah you okay. can't beat that that's definitely the way to go oh you know what i mean get that Get that multi, put down that three and a half percent. They even have programs you can put down three percent. Okay. Some of them even one percent. Like you know what right. I mean? They get seller assist certain lenders and stuff like that. So, you know that's definitely the one the way you want to go starting out with your first one, especially if you're gonna live there. Okay. Um, you're gonna save money all the way around the board. Like you know because you're gonna get that conventional uh, or that FHA like Sean said. Okay. And then you're gonna save money on that. Then you're gonna save money on the overhead every month. Right. And you might even make a profit. You know what I mean? Right. At the end. So you can that's a win win all the way around. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. What's your, what's your thoughts on uh the gentrification that's taking place in the city? Hmm. You know I think I think you know it, it depends on the perspective. Like, you know what I mean? I think that it's a good thing in the fact that the city is, I mean, we the, the city was fucked up for a while. Like, no, you know it was what crazy. I mean? It was crazy. Like, you to know be what a mean? big city, yeah. it was fucked. It was crazy. And it still is. Honestly, yeah. they say it's still the dirtiest city in America. Yeah. Like, you know, I just saw that. You know what I mean? So, like, I mean, we're going in the right direction, but I just don't like the fact that certain people get pushed out. Like, you know what I, I mean? Yeah. And the resources just weren't there. You know what I mean? For, you know, um, people in our communities to thrive, at, you know, when we were growing up and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, so now they're getting pushed out and they can't afford it and who knows where they're going to end up at. Like, right. you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's the only thing I don't like about it. Um, I think it's a beautiful thing if you can capitalize off of it. Absolutely. You know so I mean? if how I look at it is, like, for some of us that are probably of age, like, if your people's got a house in the neighborhood, don't sell it. Mm-hmm. Just hold it. I don't care what condition it is, just hold it. Eventually, the bank will give you money to fix it. Yeah. Um, we just have to stop selling so cheap. Like, $100,000 may sound good, but if he giving you $100,000 to tear your house down, <laughs> it's worth a lot more. Yeah. We just got hold still. Yeah. And how it's looking is everybody wants to be closer to the city. Closer you are to City Hall, Center City, got to hold on to those properties. Like, we've seen that tide change. I mean... 
You look what's happening in West Allegheny right now. They just give it a new neighborhood, new mm-hmm. Kensington Yards. Yeah. You can go time and time again. They just renamed the neighborhood. It's still the hood four blocks away. Yeah, right around the corner. So just hold tight. They coming? Yeah. Just hold tight. They're definitely coming your way. Yeah, and they renaming them just to get a, you know remove the the stigmas that was attached Absolutely. to the old neighborhoods. Absolutely, like, you know, that's all. That's it's a about. rebrand, quick yeah. rebrand, yeah. quick rebrand, quick yeah. rebrand. But the houses do look amazing around there. <laughs> but that, and that's good for they you. Look amazing, that, man. You know what I mean? That's good for you. Like, yeah. you stay tight, man. It's 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 coming your way. Yeah. So hold on to your granny house, your auntie. You know, real real quick, Rob. What's your take on the sheriff's cell? Oh man, it's. It's, it's 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 super saturated and it's inflated. Like you know, what I mean, people just going there bidding up all types of crazy prices. You know what I mean? Because again, the state of the market in Philadelphia, people know they can make money. Like you know what I mean? Right. Um. So people just going there. It's two things. Certain people just know what they're doing. Like you know what I mean? They just know they're gonna make money regardless because whatever their plans are. Um. But then you have people in there that don't know what the heck they're doing. And they just right. bidding just because they think they're in an auction. They think right. they automatically they, they, a deal. Like, you know <laughs> what I mean? So they just bidding. They don't care. They just raising their hands, overbidding. You know what I mean? Like, I, I've had some good deals from the auction. Like, I lucked up. Um, last property I bought from the auction, it was at the sheriff's sale um, um, at the market, 3801 market. And so we was in there, and um, I think I was just going just to go. No, I had to because I had some checks on me, so I had to go or money order. So um, I had to go with intent to buy something. But um, I, so I was there, and they was you know it was the same thing going on. Everybody going crazy, you know, uh, mm-hmm. bidding stuff up. But then they threw they threw like a little loop in there because they was reading off a list nobody knew. Okay. So they okay. yelling off properties. Everybody looking around at each other like what's going on. So I just took a risk. I heard the uh, address. The I, yeah, I yeah. did the area. I raised my hand. I go. It was for twelve five. You know what I mean. So I said, I mean, I said, I take this risk. You know what I mean. You only got to put ten percent down. It's twelve hundred. Like, get out of there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Forty five days to figure it out. If you yeah. want. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean. You get thirty days to figure it out. Right. I'm like twelve hundred. Okay. I, you know, I stay in this little risk. So before I get back to my seat, somebody put me to the side. I get twenty thousand for it. Right. You know what I mean. I'm like, oh yeah. I'm, I know I got something now. Right. I ain't selling this. I'm cool. <laughs> like, you know what I mean. So, so I'm like, no, I'm cool. So I go back to the, I go to the property right after the auction. It's two adjacent properties side by side. You know what I mean? Already zoned for five plus multi units and everything. Oh, man. Twelve thousand five hundred dollars. Oh. Like you know that what was man? love, man. I stole that one. Yeah. Now what so, most people don't realize is uh, I, I hate to say this, it's gangs down the sheriff's cell. Yeah. It's it's clicks yeah. where they just running numbers up when they see a vic. Yep. yep. Is is people buying for the New York guys? Oh man! You had the Russian guys in yep. there. The Russian guys just buy the, it yeah. at the ten percent, and then they put it on the market and try to sell it for more. Like they yeah. don't, they don't never touch the property. They never touch it on the property. They just resell them. Yeah, it's crazy. The Russians, the Asians. I mean, it's hard to compete with them. It's man. hard. And I heard they buying like buying anything up, like parking yeah. lots. Yeah, absolutely. Anything. Seriously. They I mean, you got everything. somebody with New York money, and money long. Right. They just running the tab up. Yeah. And they we, know what's coming. It's coming. We just hold on. Yeah. Right. Yep. Yep. It's crazy, though, when you see, you know, you hear horror stories about people that don't know what they're doing, and you go down, like, you got a regular mortgage, but you pay for that joint down the chair or something. You bought a headache. <laughs> Definitely. Um, what's some of the signs for emerging markets, um, how to tell an emerging neighborhood? Development. Like, you know what I mean? First of all, when you start to see, you know, new faces coming around. Right. Like, you know what I mean? The runners. Yeah, 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 yeah. The, the dog walkers. Yeah, the runners, <laughs> dog walkers. 
Um, these cafes start to pop up and everything. I think this is my biggest one. If you see the, uh, what's the, the city bikes, the blue joints? Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. If you see the blue rack? They coming. They coming. They coming. You yeah. see the blue rack? Yeah. The blue rack is not for you. <laughs> the blue rack is for the future neighborhood. For the, for the yeah. future neighborhood. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I agree. You get the I ain't never seen one of the hood. You never see one of the hood. Nah, you don't. So they coming. Man. You see the blue rack, they coming. Hold tight. <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah, and like, um, from like an investment standpoint, though, like um, signs of an emerging market, um, you know, talk to for people that's looking to invest, or that's not on a serious note, that's you know trying to find what area to invest in and stuff like that. Talk to realtors, though, and ask them, you know, where it's probably selling at the most these days. You know, what I mean, that's like a cut and dry answer. You can't right. get you know, you know, right? Yeah, you, know, well, you can get the list from what, yeah. recently sold, right? You get the recently sold list, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. So, uh, right about, I gotta, I gotta group of friends like we like grew up together like we want to invest in in real estate invest in some property so what would be the best thing we we should do you want to flip or you want to like we do we do want to flip yeah all right so i mean this former company you know i mean former entity with all y'all members get a bank account put all your money in there um but first, get some guidance, though. You know what I mean? Right. You know, talk to you can give. You know, you can call me. You know what I mean? I, you know what she is. You know, he know the he know the game. Yeah, yeah, he but, do. Um, so without without all the technical stuff, but yeah, um, you know, you formed the company with the LLC. Most people get LLC. You know, mm-hmm. um, you can talk to an accountant about why you know the benefits of an LLC over versus a incorpor- uh, corporation or whatever. Okay. But um, yeah, form an LLC. You know, um, with you and your partners, get that bank account. Um. Typically, if you want to flip, like for me or with flip funding, we can get you a loan. All you have to do is put 10% down. You know what okay. I mean? We'll fund 90% of the project. Right. So, you know, if property, fifty hundred. I mean, $50,000 purchase price, um, $50,000 to uh, fix it up, okay. $100,000 total loan cost. You just bring $10,000, we get the rest. Okay. And then we give you 100% of the rehab funds and everything. So, you know, you don't really have to worry about any of that stuff. As long as you got the down payment, we cover the rest. Okay. So when you like going in, does everybody have to have like a, a certain amount, a certain credit score? Mm, no, nah. you can. So one person could be one person. One person. Yeah. One yeah. person. One person could be the point person, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and that's a minimum credit score of six hundred. Okay. Yeah. Well, I think we all should add that. Right. Yeah. And I, I think the I'm sorry, not to cut you off. The gym that you just dropped in that though is uh, ten percent down to get you in the door, hundred mm-hmm. percent of the rehab cost, because. Most people don't realize, like, you know, you watch HGTV a few times. They give you these bogus numbers, clean numbers, right? The numbers always, the rehab was 42,000. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's just an even number, huh? Nothing. Um, but if somebody else is paying 100%, putting up the money for 100% of the rehab cost, that takes a lot of pressure off a new investor. Absolutely. So you go in there and get the experience of actually figuring out how to price a rehab, and get in and out of your first flip with your shirt on because someone is kind of walking you through the process Okay. over at Flip Funded. Yes, sir. You, you want to give them the website? Because I th- I, we should definitely give you some referral business at this point. I know. S- yeah, yeah. Right? So the website is flipfunding.com. That's F-L-I-P-F-U-N-D-I-N-G.com. We getting a, next week we'll have our uh, referral code for culturally biased. You're going to type it in the... Culturally biased, and you're gonna get a uh, we'll 
You yeah. get a, a, a <laughs> it'd be like flat tummy tay. <laughs> um, we'll get a discount of flip funding too on your loan fees too. There you go. That's love. So potential investor, limited budget, but they want to get into real estate. They watched all the videos on YouTube. Where do you think is a good place for them to start? They have a limited budget, not a lot of capital. Should they start at wholesaling? Should they start at... Where should they start? Most... The the, the standard method into getting into real estate, because most people obviously don't start out with money, you know, to invest. So the the typical uh, process is you start out being a wholesaler. You know what I mean? But the thing is, is that wholesaling is hard work. People think it's a game. Like, Full-time job. Yeah, like, that's hard. That's harder than flipping. Like, you know what I mean? Right. I tried. It ain't work out for me. Like, you know what I mean? I, don't, I, took, my, I took my triad as well. Yeah. It's, I mean, I've I wholesaled a couple houses, but, you know, it's a lot of running around and all that stuff, and that's not for me. But, I didn't you know, have the patience. Yeah, I don't have the patience. It's a lot of, you know, hard work, dedication, and grinding. You got to be consistent on a daily right. basis. You know what I mean? Right. Um. You know, you got you got to you know take those nose on the chin and all everything. You know what I mean? But um, so yeah, I mean, I was I would do I would try wholesale. You know what I mean? Okay. That's you know that's one of the ways that you can make a lump sum of money and then earn you know um, and save until you are able to uh, invest. Um, but if you don't want to do that, you can uh, also do a, a JV or a joint uh, venture. You know, okay. with somebody who has the capital. You know what I mean? Um, you might have the deal. But you know, if if you have a great deal, you're gonna find gonna some find money. money. The, the money, money gonna funnel. Yeah. yeah, the money gonna follow because it's, it's investors out here. Everybody's trying to, you know, get a great return on their money. Everybody, and the right. most people aren't getting it. Like you know, what I mean, most people only know stock markets. You know, money market accounts and stuff like that. You see what's going on with the stock market. Right. You wait yeah. all year for ten percent, then the market tanks yeah. two months before. Right, <laughs> and then you're negative ten percent. Yeah. Like you know what I mean, but. They see everybody saying they get rich off the stock market. People just throwing their money in the stock market, but you don't know where the hell they investing in. Like yeah. you know what I mean? You you basically you blind investing. Like you know, you, you got to take control of your investment. That's the beautiful thing about real estate. Like you know what I mean? You're in control. You can't blame nobody else. It's not like you just giving your money to somebody blindly and they just come back. Oh, I mean, it's lost now. Like you know what I mean? You know, you know the market went down. Like no, right. Right. you're in control. You can't blame nobody else. You know what I mean? So. Uh, but get uh, back on get back on topic. Yeah. Uh, don't do that JV though. You know, joint venture. Okay, joint venture. Yeah, yeah. that's the best way to do it. If, you can, if you're not gonna wholesale joint venture with somebody who. So has would a you capital. recommend a first time? That's probably harder for a flip, but first time investors should they try to do as much of the work as possible that they that they can do? No, or no, no. not a, not a, <laughs> not unless you're skilled. No, you don't want to do that. Cause you're gonna lose money. Like you know what I mean. You go. I mean, if you know how to do the work, then yeah, I definitely recommend that. You know what I mean? Because right. you know you're gonna make more. You're gonna you make more in the end. And then you know, like you want to go through the process to be able to know, you know, what all, everything entails. So that way, when you do have a contract to go in, they can't BS you. Like you right. know what how long things take. You know how much everything costs and all that stuff. So. They don't expect most people to be on that stuff. So you know, it's best to be prepared and, you know, know as much about, you know, the process and, you know, everything that you have going on. Contractors. Another hard part of the game. Oh, uh, that's like one of the if hardest parts If you can figure the, the contractor game. part out, you can be a successful investor. Yeah, yeah. Like, I tell anybody, you know what I mean, you're only as good as you're the contractor, like, for real. Right. You know what I mean? Because you can take a hell of a deal. Like, you can get a great deal. But if you got a shitty contractor... Who first of all he gonna be jumping around from job to job, you know what I mean? He might take a project where it's only projected to be 
two, three months, it might end up being a year. Like, you know what I mean? If you got a janky contractor, because right. wow. you, know, you might got to fire him. Get a and then new you got to find a new one. And then, you he know, don't want to do, he yeah. don't want to go over his work. Right, yeah, he don't want to go over his work. <laughs> and then he going to charge you extra just to go over the work. Right. You know what I mean? And then he may not even be who he say he's supposed to be. Absolutely. You know what I mean? So yeah. you, And you desperate. So you're just looking like, you are. you know, you available? Okay, come on. And then, you know what I mean? You're going through this process. It, it's, it's crazy, man. Like, they can make or break your profit. Like, a contractor is everything in this business. Like, every bad project I've, I've had was because of a contractor. Same. Like, you know what I mean? You know, shit, I was in college for three years, man. Every project that I had going on in Philly when I was in college went south. Like, because right. I wasn't here. Like, right. you know right. what I mean? When you I was here. So you got to constantly yeah. stay on these guys. You got to stay on them. You know you what I mean? You have a guy disappear, money get low. Yeah. Oh, man, so contracts, what a, contracts are a nightmare. So what about like contractors nightmare. that are your friends? Is that is that like good to do? If the work good, right? If the, if, if it, the work it comes good. down to the work, and then and you gotta establish business. that business relationship, yeah. like because that could go bad too. Where yeah. Like, hey, we friends, and like, nah, I gave you my cash. This business, right? Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah, it's definitely a fine line. You know what I mean? Because you know, friends will try to take advantage sometimes. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Right. You always got the ones who you know let you go. I mean, well, they'll go as far as you allow them to take you. Right. You know what I'm saying? So you definitely gotta, like she said, you gotta have that fine line. And establish, you know what I mean, the expectations and everything, whether you're dealing with friends or not. Because they're going to be like, oh, that's my man. Like, you know what I mean? He don't care. He'll he, he be all right. He'll be all right. We ain't going past the end of the day. He'll be all right. Yeah. And a lot of people even don't know and, the and game, the, too. The thing not is, knowing you got holding costs yeah. when you hold this mortgage. And that's what I'm saying. You know what I mean? And that's, well, that's the thing with contractors, too, whether you're homie or not. People just think it's because you're investing in real estate. Like, you caked up, like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like you know, he got it, like, you know what I mean? Right. Like, so I'm going to do this, this, and that. Like, it's not like that. Like, real estate is a long grind, like, you know what I mean? You ain't Absolutely. getting rich overnight. Don't be fooled. So uh, what's your take on, like, shells and stuff like that? Like, I love a shell. I take a shell over a house that's like, I take a shell any day. Okay. Because you got a blank canvas, like, you know what I mean? You ain't got to go in there and gut it out and then, you know what I mean, all this and that. You coming in with a blank canvas, so it's like your creativity can just spin. You can do whatever you want, basically. Right. Like, you know what I mean? Um, Would and, you recommend a shell for a new investor? Because I think, I think some new investors are walking in some, like, that might not have yeah, been no. your scope yeah, for the no. first one. Yeah, yeah, no, no. You no, want to get a few cosmetics one. under yeah. your belt. Yeah. So wait, so not how do you go about one. getting the shell? It's just about, well, I mean, it's about the vacant properties and stuff like that. You know, it's just uh, about the inventory, whatever you run across. You okay. I mean? Most of the time, shelves, you find wholesalers with shelves because you know, they don't get listed on the MLS nine times out of ten unless okay. it's like a foreclosure or a short sale or something like that. Okay. Yeah, most of the time, you look on Craigslist or, you know, those We Buy Houses signs. You know what I mean? Like, a lot of people don't know. When you see those We Buy Houses signs, they're not actually, like, people who flipping houses. Right. There's wholesalers that right. are looking for homeowners to get uh, who's looking to try to who are desperate. Um, they call them motivated sellers. You know okay. what I mean? Because they they're motivated to sell their property for one reason or another. Whether they lost their job, whether they were married, got a divorce, and they can't afford this mortgage no more, or anything, or something, or they may have they may live out of the state and have a tenant who's not paying, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So they're motivated to get rid of it. So they'll sell you the property cheaper than a person who's not, you know what I mean, okay. desperate. Um, so, yeah, that, that's basically what they'll so, call them bandit signs. So 
if you're looking for those properties, if you're looking for properties, you see those bandit signs up there, call those numbers and tell them that you're a cash buyer and, you know, to put them and tell them to put your name on their, their buyer's list. So every time they get a property, they're going to call you or email it to you, text it to you, however. But that way you get a, a, a stream of properties coming into you, you know, on a daily basis that you get to review and then you get to choose which ones, you know, you like. Cool. That's uh, at this point right here, you should write that down. It's a good point right there. If you're interested in, I mean, I'm gonna listen to this episode over and over. I wasn't. No, yeah, <laughs> that wasn't for you, but it's for everybody else listening. Like, yo, that, that's everybody a note right there. Like, just listen to the it. The bandit signs, like, you take down that number, you get on the buyers list, and I mean, wholesalers are aggressive. So, like, they send it, even if they send you the same one over and over, you're like, you know what? I'm starting to like this joint a little bit more. Right. <laughs> I think I could make it work. Yeah. My man flipped something two blocks away. Now I'm interested. Right. Yeah. But if somebody keeps sending the property over and over and it's been like weeks. Oh, that's not a good one. Yeah, that's yeah, not, it's not a good one. That's, that's not a good one. <laughs> that's, that's, not right. that's not a good one. You're right. You, you go walk in, there ain't going to be no roof on it, no nothing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's something, something fishy going on. Yeah. Um, can you explain to the listeners, like, what's some of the benefits of being in real estate, like long-term, big picture? All right, well, I, you know, for me, like the thing that I love about it, um, financial freedom, uh, the freedom period, like, you know what I mean? Um, so, you know, you have the financial freedom, you know, you have that passive income, residual income that you make from rental properties and stuff like that, even flips. A lot of times, you know, with a flip, it's not like you have to be on site 24-7 or something like that. You know what I mean? If you got that crew, it's all about that team. You, right. know, you got that strong right. contractor right. crew, you know what I mean? Like, they let them do what they do. You come pop in every now and again, make sure things are being done accordingly. But, you know, it's not that much work you got to be, um, you know, that you have to be involved in. Absolutely. Yeah. You just really... General kind, you just really GC in the project, right? Yeah, you just yeah. stopping by, making sure we on schedule. Yeah, that's it. You got everything you need. I bring out a case of Coronas on Friday, mm. and I'm out of here. Yeah. Um, what you see for the Philly market in the next five years? Hmm. That's a tough one, man. That's a tough one because I can say, like, all right, I'm going back to these loans and stuff. You know, I'm not trying to just you know keep promoting what I do, whatever. But just for an example, like, so people getting rental loans, right? Um, because the markets tighten up, I see more rental applications than flip applications. Even though people are still flipping, but that's a sign. Like I see it from the inside. Right, you know, it's tightening. Um, it's tightening up, and I see what people priorities are shifting more towards rentals because they know that you know it's a shift coming. I mean, it's a shift occurring, but nobody knows when the bottom is going to fall out. So everybody paying cautious right now. And like for the rental loans, we have three different options. We have a five-one arm. A, a seven one arm and a thirty year fix. They they might not be familiar. Can you tell right. what the arm is? Right. So arm is an amortized mortgage. You know, I'm, well, I'm sorry. Uh, just adjustable rate mortgage. Um, an adjustable rate mortgage is basically that's what caused the fallout. That's what caused the recession. You know what I mean? Yeah. In uh, 2008. Um, and basically what that is. So when they hear five one, so that means that first number, that five, is locked in. It's a fixed. It's a fixed interest rate for that first five years. Then after that, it goes adjustable. So right now, you know, like the Fed, they just raised, they raised the heck the interest rates and stuff like that, but it's still... It's know, still good. It's still, it's still good. good. You yeah, know what so. I mean? It's still good. So, um, like, it's safe to get an arm, right? 
it was safe to get an arm a couple of years ago because right. you know uh, interest rates was at you know you could quickly refi out. Of yeah, it. you could quickly refi out. Interest rates was at the lowest in history and stuff like that. There was really no risk. But now you know things are starting to tighten up. You got to think about the future. So if it's tightening up now, five years is uncertain. So you definitely don't want to get caught up in no arm. Five, like, yeah, right? I mean, what, that no, thing adjusts. Yeah, boy. that thing adjusts. You know, you got you take a seven percent interest rate, might be twenty one percent. You know what I mean? Jeez. Like, you, you know, and if you know, again, so people say if you hurt your first property, you know, what I mean, you save all your money just to get into the game, and say so you get an arm and that happens to you. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? When you barely be affording your mortgage now, that right. thing just you know, if it triples. You know, you, you messed up. So, you know, you got to be cautious. And I say that to say that five years is unpredictable. Like, you know what I mean? Philly is in a great space right now um, as far as development and stuff, stuff like that. We got some neighborhoods that um, um up and coming, uh, arising like Kensington and Strawberry Mansion and stuff like that. Now, the way things have been in the past couple of years, you would think that those, like, Strawberry Mansion would be like Brewery Town and Kensington would be like Port Richmond. Right. By in, in in five years, but you just don't, you don't know. know. It's unpredictable. You, you know, know what I mean? Right. So I don't know. I don't know. You know what I mean? So if my advice to anybody out there that's investing, just be cautious and move strategically. You know what I mean? Right now, because these next coming years, no telling what's going to happen. I think we still got maybe a, a year or two. You know what I mean? But well, we had this conversation coming. off air too, where we said, "Hey, this is also the time where you hoard the cash." Yeah. And yeah. when the bottom falls out, you come in and sweep up everything at a discount. Yeah, if you could be patient, you know what I mean? That's definitely the best thing to do. Because you already missed, this, this, it's at the peak right now. Yeah. So you yeah. already missed, if you waited this long, you already missed the boat, <laughs> you might as well wait till it's coming back around. Get yeah. your $200, when it passes, go, you buy everything moving. Yeah, but the thing is, and you, you, you're 100% right, but the thing is, like, Social media got gotta people, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, you got to get them like Everybody, you know what I mean? They want to post them like their, their property, you know what I mean? This and that. It look really good, but you got to be smart, man. Like, it's not all about them likes, you know what I mean? Because right. at the end right. of the day, none of them likes going to help you out that debt, you know what I mean? So, you the know. The bank don't take those shorts. Yeah, the yeah. bank don't take those shorts. And they don't give a uh, they don't care about none of them other people you follow or to follow you or nothing like that. Absolutely. You know what I mean? It's real at the end of the day. So, you know, be real strategic and smart. Any other city, like, any other cities on the rise? Yeah, yeah. So, um, Baltimore is hot. I heard know, Baltimore that. is good, you yeah. know, because it's much more affordable than Philly and it's underdeveloped. So, it's like, we, Philly is ahead, you know, we're a little ahead of them, but people that's just getting started here, that feel like they late or they might have missed out in their neighborhood or something like that. You can go to other neighborhoods in Philly, of course, but, you know, Baltimore is much cheaper. Right. And, you know, like I said, it's it's, it's 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 like the forgotten about city. Like, you know what I mean? It's right. in the middle of everything, you know? So, and it's like you just ride right on by there get to D.C. Yeah. Right. Nobody really go to Baltimore for anything but the harbor. Right. But mm-hmm. it's a beautiful town. Like, you know what right. I mean? It's right on the water and everything like that. And it's at rock bottom right now. And the thing that, a key indicator, like Philly. I told y'all, my mom, she bought my house that I grew up in for $1. People do that when they're they trying to entice people, you know what I mean, to fix up, to repair neighborhoods and stuff yeah. like that. You know what I mean? Now, Del- and, uh, Baltimore has a, a dollar program. You okay. know what I mean? You can buy houses literally for a dollar in Baltimore because they're trying to build up those neighborhoods. So, and I mean, right now is the time to really go there and get it in because you can buy a property for a dollar, anywhere from a dollar to 20 grand, but within five years, you know, <laughs> you know 
A dollar it, property could be two fifty. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's all about that location. Try right. to get in like with colleges and stuff at you know with John Hopkins up John there. Hopkins. Mm-hmm. They still have properties. I just saw somebody email me one for like twenty thousand. They said they developing all around that. You can't lose. Like you know. What I, I mean, mean, even if you take that student, you you might hold take that student income. Yeah. On a rental unit side. Yeah. That's a win. Yeah. Um, Detroit had a. Detroit recovering as well. Yeah, yeah. Detroit, Detroit is like recovering. a miracle. Yeah. What happened in Detroit the last five years? Yeah, yeah. Stuff was selling for like four grand, five grand. You see people posting, oh, this joint worth two seventy five. I'm like, man, he only in that joint probably eighty. Yeah. <laughs> but they was patient, like absolutely. You know I mean? absolutely. And some people, that's just you know the successes that we had. Like you know, some people they was sitting, they get squatters in their yeah. spots, and you know they couldn't get them out. And you know, some people had a lot of headaches, but some people lucky too. You know, I, mean? I saw even like DJ Envy. I saw he posted somebody. Um, they, they invested in Delaware, or he invested in Delaware, and it was like, I mean, not Delaware, uh, Detroit, uh, for like 10 grand, and then the property was like 200000 or yeah, something right yeah. now. He you got a couple of joints out there. Yeah. Playing out there. Yeah, and that's one, another one of those markets. Like, how can you lose at yeah. the end of the day? It's probably so cheap. Like, it's not going to get any cheaper. And they have, it's a big city where they want to revitalize the city. So yeah, once the know. money once the money come in. Yeah, and like, you know, it's, it's some money, you know, well, you know, Detroit is, is on the rise. Like, right. you know what I mean? Like, Quicken Loans, they put they dump a lot of money in Detroit. That's where they headquartered at. That's a big win for them, though. They get, yeah. they scooping up a lot of the loans, too. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They, they <laughs> down pay 400000 right for it. He going to yeah. get 900000 over the life of that loan. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Then they right there, like, they right there. You literally can see Canada from, you know, downtown right. Detroit. Like, it's beautiful, man. Like, so they got a lot, you know, um, a lot of potential in Detroit, and I would definitely invest there for sure. Okay. Yeah. T- tell us a little bit about the classes that the, that you offer at Flip Funding. Yep. So every second Thursday of the month from um, 7 to 9, you know, we have classes officially start at 6, I mean, for 7 o'clock. We open the doors at 6.30, but we do uh, free, real estate inve- free real estate classes, not necessarily real estate investing because we have agents come through. Anybody that's in or associated with the real estate industry um, we have all walks of life coming through and just speaking on their expertise, giving people, you know, game on how to get into the uh, real estate industry and how to last, like, you know okay. what I mean, and do it the right way. It's a, You know, it's a difference, you know what I mean? Okay. There's a lot of people selling stuff, but it's just some little fly-by-night type of stuff. But, you know, um, I'm just trying to, you know, we do that. For, you know, like philanthropical reasons and, you know, you know it's also, you know, a good it's also also sort of like marketing for flip funding too. Okay. You know what I mean? So like I'm giving back, I'm giving people information, but in the end, you know, some people are ready to go. I mean some people like are there but just need that push. Right. And then some people just need, you know, every single step. Like right. you know what I mean? But along the way they gonna remember me. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Absolutely. I'm not you know, I'm not looking for nothing. It's cool. You know, you don't even have to come back and get along. Really. Right. Like, you know, I'm just doing what I do. Like it make me feel good at the end of the day. But in the end I hope people would come back, you know, and get along or right. you know, at least refer somebody, you know, but yeah, that's what it's about, though. You know, um, what was the, this pet you guys had a class last week? Yeah, so what was last week's class uh, focused around? Last week class was focused around again. You know, here's a market shift. So the topic was how to find properties, how to find discounted properties, even when the market is drying up. 
You know what I mean? That's in, that's important because you know, I, I just to be there. We yeah. need the playback on YouTube, man. We got we got to get the playback set up on YouTube. I, I needed I, I needed that one. Yeah. Yeah. I needed to be for that joint. I, I need to be like there. four of them right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Yep. Um, and I had uh, a wholesaler speaking. Okay. Um, his name is Sean Harris from K&A Development. Um, he's a good source for, like, uh, properties, stuff like that, too. Um, I had another real estate agent. He specialized in short sales. Okay. Um, so, you know, when the market's starting to tighten up, uh, you have foreclosures. But prior to a property becoming a foreclosure, it's a pre-foreclosure. And that's when you can come in and negotiate with the bank to try to get a property for, you know, um, uh, the cheaper, a cheaper. Have price. you ever reached out to one of those pre foreclosures through Zillow? Have I ever? You know, you see them listed on Zillow. You oh yeah, it'd be a ton of pre foreclosures. Yeah, I never reached out to any. Have you ever reached out to them? I think I did reach out, but I never, never got really. Yeah, yeah, nothing ever. I always came wondered. They from, always pop yeah. up. I'm like, damn, like. Yeah, I mean, a lot of them don't last. So I think when I did reach out, you know, by the time I reached out, it was under contract. Right. You know, that's the thing about like Zillow, the MLS. It's and too stuff late. Like Once it hit there, it's yeah, too late. It's too late, man. Yeah. It's yeah. Too late. Yeah. So looking on there and just like, don't even do it. Uh, for me personally, that that was that was my that was my perspective for a long time. But as, as I started doing loans, I'm seeing people getting some good deals off the MLS somehow. Right. You know what I mean? It's just about striking fast. You got to be ready. You know what I mean? You got to be on it, striking fast. You strike while the iron's hot. Okay. Are you to the point where you could? Because I haven't gotten to this point. Are you to the point where you could buy sight unseen? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, bought, I, I, I haven't gotten to that point yet. Like, right. never see the property. You just like, yeah, I'll take that one. Yeah, I do it because I got a construction background, so right. I can look at a property and be like, okay, I know I'm, I was going to take this. I the way I do. Only time I do that, I have to, cal- I have to like um, calculate me of doing everything over. Like, you know, okay. what I, mean? I wouldn't go in there and you know. My, I'm, I'm basing my numbers off of me doing everything over. So that Got way, it. you know, if I don't, then it's just a bonus. Like, right. you know what I mean? But I know I can't lose that way because I'm coming in with the intent of basically starting from scratch. That makes sense. That yeah. makes sense. That's the only way you do it. Other than that, no, that's a gamble. Yeah. Right. But that's when you find a lot of your, uh, you know, uh, best deals, sight unseen, because a lot of people don't want to take that risk. Yeah, I always get nervous about the ones that's like, you know, it's tenant occupied, you can't see the property. Oh, yeah, if it got a tenant in it, like, I wouldn't do it. I would, yeah, you know. I, I'm nervous. Like, it might not be no pipes, no nothing in this joint <laughs> when I get here. They might just, you know, tenants destroy shit on the way out, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. And then you don't know if they, how, you know, how easily they're going to get out. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Squad of rights is crazy in yeah. Philly, man. Like, that's another thing. Very could, you, could you explain that to us? For the, and the people that don't know about squatters' rights and squatters. So if you have a property, let's say you go on a trip uh, for the weekend or something like that, you come home with some people in your house. You can't just they, they you, you can't just get them straight out like that. Like squatters have rights. Like you know what I mean. Honestly, I don't know what all those rights entail, but they know. Like you know what I mean. They know, <laughs> right. they know better than everybody. Like for real. Like even with rental properties, you know what I mean. Basically, like so, if you have a rental property and you don't have a rental license. Then those Done. tenants don't have to pay rent, yeah. right. and people know that now. Like you know mm-hmm. what I mean? So they going yeah. around looking for people. They looking them up and seeing who who don't have rental license, applying to get in your spot. Then they're never going to pay you, and there's nothing you can do about it until you go through that eviction process, and that could be months. Like you know what mm-hmm. I mean? So you just wasting money. Philly very uh, tenant friendly. Too tenant friendly. Too tenant friendly. It's crazy. It's crazy. What's yeah. What's next for Flip Funding, man? What's What's next for the for the, What do you guys see? You guys. Expanding, yeah. going into some different sectors. Yeah, definitely. Um, so 
we primarily focus on like residential fix and flips. Like I said, new construction, rental properties, and stuff like that. We dip, we dip in the uh, commercial space a little bit, but trying to go, you know, more into like um, bigger commercial properties. Um, okay. Yeah, like the big time commercial stuff. Like um, like we we get into multifamily too. Um, the big multifamilies. Yeah, yeah, big multifamily up to like hundreds of units and stuff like that. Wow. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, that. I uh, just uh, started a fund too. Okay. A flip Capital Fund. Because I, when I first started out, I was brokering, you know what I mean? Loans and stuff like that. You know, which is cool because it's like you're a middleman, but it's like you're safe because you don't have any risk. Like, right. you're not really lending the money. So if somebody default, you're not losing nothing. Like, Absolutely. you make your money and you keep on going. But at the end of the day, your profit is, you know, is capped. Absolutely. You know, because you're not, you know, you're not the, uh, the guy with the capital at the end of the day. You know what I mean? But now, I have like lines of credit with banks and stuff, but this fund is created, you know. So, I, for two reasons, two reasons. So like, so I can have more control, make more money, obviously, sure. and everything. I can fund deals faster, you know, and I don't have to. Um, when deals, I could, you know, it's not a certain box that people have to fit in in order to qualify for the money. So you know, oh, say he want to, you know, do a, a rental, he want to get in real estate. Yeah, I, I could find. I'm say, hey, oh, you know what I mean. Here you go. Yeah, we don't got. You don't have that application or anything like that. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna make sure that you know you know what you're doing, though. Right, of course, right. you know what I mean. But it's just certain things like with with how I get the money now, institutional capital from these banks and stuff like that. A lot of it's traditional. So like you said, you asked about the the uh, credit score minimum. Yeah. So like just because somebody have a small a low a low credit score don't mean that they're not capable of you know, a successful flip. Yeah. So right. like you know, and I know a lot of people in those positions. So like I want to change the game. Like that stuff don't mean nothing all the time. Like you know what I mean. So like right. if I know somebody is capable of doing a flip, or if, if, or if they found a deal, like we was talking about earlier, they found a deal, they didn't have the money, but they come to me like, right, listen, I got this deal. If I run the numbers and the numbers make sense, that's all that matters at the end of the okay. day. Right. You know what I mean. So, um, yeah, so that's part of my reason for that. Um, and then, two, um, this fund is like, you know, of course it's going to benefit me, but I'm gearing it toward retirees. Like, um, Give them something to do with that money. Right, so exactly. So it's not sitting on the sideline. Exactly. Okay? Like, in the parking lot, getting 4% interest all year. Yeah, because, like, I don't. it's not many of us in the, in the lending industry. Like, you know what I'm saying? Not really direct lenders and stuff like that because we don't have the money. And we don't have the resources a lot right. of times. You know what I mean? Like, and I've, I, of course, don't have the money or the resources either. I'm getting some resources and stuff like that because I've been in the industry, and that's been, you know, what I've been working towards. But, um, like, so I'm trying to change the game with this thing. So I'm focusing on retirees because they are the ones who – we do have access to, and they do have a little bit of money, and they don't know what to do with their money. Yeah, the, you know, uh, the baby boomers, I think it's 20,000 yeah. retiring a day. They got the most cash of all U.S. population. Yeah. They got, they got the most cash. And, like, you know, when we grew up and stuff like that, like, we know how important financial literacy is and money yeah. management and mm-hmm. stuff like that. But we learned that just, like, you know, in our... You know, in our you know tra- travels or our conversations and you know our, in our lives as we you know just like become adults and stuff like that, they didn't teach us that in school. No, you wasn't. Yeah. Like, you wasn't taught that. No, they didn't teach us that in school. So our yeah. parents and I, and they didn't teach our parents. Our parents couldn't teach us. So yes. like it's a whole you know generations, couple of generations out there lost. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So like. And like I go back, people pick, they only know stock markets, they only know money markets or savings accounts. What you getting in a savings account? Point four percent. I mean, mm-hmm. on your money. It's that. 
Yeah, if that and all they doing, people don't realize the all the bank, bank is doing, doing what I'm gonna do. They right. lending your money. That's yeah. what they're doing. <laughs> yep, they give you 0.4 percent. They gonna make six to eight percent on your money. That's the same reason why the bank say if you coming to get anything more than ten thousand, call me before you come. Yeah. It's your money. <laughs> yeah. The bank will tell you, yo, you got to call me before you come. You can't just come get that. I'm like, bro, it's mine. And then yeah. interrogate you when you're trying yeah, to. Yeah, like, what mean? you about to do with it? I'm yeah. like, that ain't none of your business. I need that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's crazy. Yeah, man. So with this fund, with the retirees, I figure it's twofold. So, you know, I get more control. You know, I make more money and everything. Um, and But you also get to lend on my terms. Like, okay. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. And so um, how I'm helping these retirees, well, you know that because, you know, they don't know how to invest in money. And, again, they're taking control of their investments at that because, you know, it's not like you're trusting this guy who just, oh, you say, yeah, I'm investing in um, – Mutual funds, you know what right. I mean. But you know, mutual fund they invest. It's it's, it's a three hundred other companies yeah, inside that th- fund. Three hundred other companies, and you don't know none of them. Like yep. you know what mm-hmm. I mean. Most people don't take the time to and choose their investment and stuff like that. They just depend on this broker because he's supposed to have your best interest. But well, you don't remember the broker take a one percent fee yeah. on mm-hmm. your money, so he doing what's best for him and his family. Right, and there's all types of other hidden yep. fees that you Absolutely. don't even know about. You know what Same I mean. Reason why you- <laughs> Yeah. Brokers is wild, man. Yeah. Same reason why he wants you to get life insurance up front. The broker is wild. Yeah. <laughs> their best interest is their firm. Like, you know what I mean? Not yep. you. Like, they don't give a damn about you. They don't know you. Absolutely. Like, you know what I mean? So they don't care. But, like, you know, and, but I take it personal because my mom's retired. Like, you know right. what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. so she, you know, is a victim of that stuff. So I had to take her money and I put it in the IRS, self directed IRA. And now I have her uh, making money from rental properties yeah. and stuff so, like that. What most people don't understand with a self-directed IRA, right? If that property does 15% profit per year, she would have only made 7% with that money sitting in her retirement account. Yeah. Now it's doing 15. Well, you do 15 over 20 years, that's a big difference if we compare the numbers. And you can actually, is they make it seem like it's hard to create a self-directed IRA, but it's not as complicated as they make it seem because they don't want you taking control of your own money. Yeah. Yeah, gotcha. yeah, it's really simple. Just get with the right custodian. Absolutely. You know, that's it. That's it. Yeah, but you're right, though. Shit, it's like they don't want us to know that stuff. They want us to stay in the rat race because that's how, you know, they're getting ahead. That's how the government gets ahead. The smarter we become, the yeah. less money the they're going to be able to make off, off of us. Absolutely. Yeah. So, yeah. Rock, where can the people find you at? Um, if they want to loan, they want to follow you on Instagram, they want to see your construction projects. Um, You can... uh. You can visit me at, uh, you know, flipfunding.com if you want to get a loan. Uh, the website, you'll see the apply button. If you want to reach me on Instagram, I'm not too, you know, heavy on there, but we're working on that. Um, <laughs> R-O-D underscore flipfunding. Um, yeah, R-O-D underscore, at R-O-D underscore flipfunding on Instagram. Um, email R-O-D at flipfunding.com. You know, we flip funding. Everything flip funding. Absolutely. Okay. Oh, what else you got for the people, man? That's all I got, man. I came, I got my jewels I needed. You got it? You running an episode it. back, man? <laughs> of course. You running an episode back? <laughs> of course. Rod, it's been a pleasure. Oh, Thank man. you for joining pleasure, us here. Man. Pleasure, man. Pleasure, man. Thank Real y'all Duke, for the man. invitation. Anytime we can help you, you'll probably be helping us more than we help you, but uh, we yeah. appreciate it. Yeah. Culturally Bias, we'll see y'all next week. Rate, review, subscribe. Please, we please. Here. Yes, sir.
Yeah, hey, yo, my whole clique bout it, bout it. We take yours while you pout about it. Truck, step out the horse, wanna crowd